Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Wednesday, November 16th. Ian Cameron uh, with you. Uh, Alex B. Smith uh, should be along momentarily as well as we are ready to take a look ahead to a mini three-game card here on uh, this uh, Wednesday on the heels of, obviously, a very busy uh, Tuesday night uh, in the NHL, which we will look back on uh, right now. the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 5-2 victory last night over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Another example of that short turnaround revenge spot uh, panning out uh, for the better. We've seen a lot of these the last uh, couple of weeks. And is it just me or is, does it seem like the NHL with their schedule has done this a lot here early in the season where you've got the same two teams playing each other within the, a week or within two weeks. I mean, we have seen this a bunch this season, and I think that's kind of something that they're trying to do subconsciously because I think they kind of want, you know, when two teams are, especially teams outside the division, playing each, uh, outside, playing each other uh, multiple times head-to-head in a short period of time, I think they want to try to get some greater hostility, greater rivalry going because, you know, same two teams play each other in a short period of time. But they've been doing this a lot uh, with the uh, schedule this season. And uh, Toronto and Pittsburgh, of course, played Friday night last week in Toronto. It was the Hall of Fame game. uh, And the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins got the 4-2 win. Toronto returning the favor last night with a 5-2 win. Matt Murray returning from injury, facing his old team, facing the team that he won a Stanley Cup with. Uh, many years ago, and playing quite well, honestly, uh, for the uh, Leafs. Very solid in net uh, for a guy that had been out for about a month uh, of action uh, and certainly uh, fired up, I'm sure, to be playing uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he played well, and congratulations, by the way, to uh, John Tavares uh, as well for the Leafs, getting his 400th career goal uh, last night to get the party started for the Leafs. It was the opening goal of the hockey game, so uh, credit to him for that. But uh, number 400 for him in his career, uh, and that just set the table for what was a pretty good road game uh, overall for the Leafs as they take care of business against the Penguins 5-2, who they snapped out of that losing streak with a couple of wins back-to-back Pittsburgh, and now they've lost two in a row since then. Uh, so Penguins continue their inconsistent up-and-down ways. Uh, we saw Vancouver beat Buffalo 5-4. Uh, again, the Canucks nearly blowing a lead, which they've done a lot this year, but this time uh, they were able to hang on uh, and survive with a 5-4 victory over the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Florida Panthers with a 5-2 win over the depleted, shorthanded uh, Washington Capitals, uh, a Washington team that's got all kinds of issues uh, right now uh, in terms of uh, their play on the ice, the injury situation, which we talked about yesterday. It's very grave for them uh, right now, and it was a, a solid uh, home win there for the uh, Florida Panthers. It was a great game, by the way, for Barkov. Uh, he was outstanding. Barkov, uh, Reinhardt got on the board. Carter Verhage, uh, who's really been terrific since joining the Florida Panthers from Tampa Bay prior to last year. He scored two goals last night. Nick Cousins gets on the board. And I mentioned Nick Cousins, you know, watch out for him. He's starting to get more ice time and uh, percolate a little bit offensively. So 5-2 win there for the uh, Florida Panthers. 
in that game. Uh, Tampa Bay with a 5-4 win uh, in overtime over the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, really exciting hockey game, actually. And uh, I like the over in that game. Uh, I also And I like the over in the Florida game, so that one went well. Toronto-Pittsburgh was a 2-0 sweep with Leafs and over. I split with Buffalo in the over against Vancouver. This one I split as well. I had a small piece of Dallas at the uh, underdog price, but also the over. And look, Dallas has definitely got a little bit more pace in there. Get way more, actually, when you compare the way they are playing now compared to the uh, Rick Bonus days uh, of last year. Uh, they're definitely more aggressive, more assertive offensively. Uh, and Jake Ottinger, to be quite honest with you, he is that injury stunted uh, his play a little bit. He has not exactly gotten back into playing rhythm. Uh, in the starts he's made since returning from that uh, injury. Uh, you know, he's been a little bit shaky. Certainly the San Jose game he was and a little bit last night. He'll be fine. I, I'm not worried. This is not a, whoa, what's wrong with Jake Ottinger? He'll be fine. He's a really good goaltender. Uh, and obviously we saw that uh, we've seen in the playoffs last year, most of last year. It, it'll come back to that level again for him. But, you know, maybe it'll take a little time. Tampa Bay with the uh, 5-4 win and Alex Kalorn uh, getting the game-winning goal uh, in overtime. Uh, the New Jersey Devils can continue to do no wrong. 5-1 victory last night uh, over the Montreal Canadiens, a Montreal team that had been uh, winning uh, three in a row going into last night, and the Devils cooled them off. The 10th straight win for the New Jersey Devils last night. Been so impressive to see how this team has played. Jack Hughes with a couple of goals, a red-hot hockey team. Dougie Hamilton added a goal. Jesper Bratt got on the board uh, as well for this team. Vitek Banachek. Uh, continues to be solid in net for the Devils. 25 saves last night in that victory. Just a fun hockey team to watch. Exciting. You know, as I've said on multiple occasions, this is a team that can get all four lines to chip in offensively at any given game, any given night. And we have seen that repeatedly from the Devils. And to see the New Jersey Devils now in a position where they are in the standings, uh, it's remarkable. 13-3. and three. You know, the Devils are right there with Vegas and with Boston now, battling it out for the top spot in the NHL uh, overall here as of November 16th. You know, so it's just absolutely incredible to see uh, how well uh, the uh, Devils have played and that they're right up there with some of the absolute best teams in the uh, NHL. So uh, definitely something you want to uh, keep in mind. Uh, in uh, Keep in mind is that the Devils just uh, keep on finding ways to win and we will see if they uh, get uh, continue to the winning ways. The offense has been good. But I think what doesn't get talked about enough is the improvement in their defensive game, uh, the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this has been something that has been a big theme throughout the first month of the season is that the New Jersey Devils are not giving up as many shots on goal, not even close to what they've done, they've given up in years past. The high danger scoring chances allowed, you know, the, the, the grade A scoring chances, the rush chances, they're doing a better job minimizing that. And again, with Vitek Banachek in net, they are getting saves right now. So uh, very impressive team. Uh, and uh, that should be a fun game tomorrow night. The Devils head to Toronto to take on the Leafs. Uh, that'll be their next uh, challenge moving forward. Although the challenge might be more for Toronto because of the way this New Jersey team is playing right now. Uh, Nashville beat Minnesota 2-1. to one. Uh, last night, very disappointing, kind of a flat effort from the Minnesota Wild, and they, you know they've been acute, they've been uh, certainly accustomed to that, I should say, uh, from certain periods of time where we've just seen them just not get any offense going, kind of lethargic, and that was the case last night. Although it was again a very solid effort again from uh, UC Soros, and I think Nashville. 
with the struggles they were going through, have realized that if we're going to win games, you know, we got to really tighten up defensively. And uh, John Hines kind of said that prior to these last two home games against the Rangers and the Predators. We have to sort out our shit that's going on in the defensive zone right now. Uh, and that is exactly what we have seen from the uh, Predators here uh, in the uh, last couple of games. Better defensive effort, helping out UC Soros, and that's made him a better goalie in turn. And as a result, they get two home wins in a row. Uh, back to back, uh, we saw the uh, Anaheim Ducks with a three-two uh, overtime win against Detroit. Not the return to the lineup you would have wanted to see from Tyler Bertuzzi. Brutal turnover uh, in overtime. I mean, awful. He's got to know better than that. You don't send a fucking pizza up the middle of the ice like that. A backhand uh, right up the middle of the ice in front of your own net in an overtime period when you're only got three on three as well. With so much open ice, only bad things can happen. Uh, and sure enough, that just egregious turnover uh, ended up in the uh, back of their net and Anaheim ended up winning the uh, game by a score of three, two last night. Uh, and it was a pretty solid game. It was actually one of the better games I have seen from the uh, Anaheim ducks here uh, in recent games defensively. And, you know, I, I thought for sure, I was pretty confident in that team total of Detroit over three and they didn't even get the three uh, last night uh, against the uh, ducks, but credit to Anaheim. It was one of their better defensive games, probably the entire season. They haven't. You can count on one hand the number of times Anaheim has held their opponent to two goals or less, uh, but they were able to do that last night uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, for that 3-2 uh, victory. Uh, how about the upset of the night? San Jose, 5-2 over Vegas. Don't look now. The Sharks are starting to get things rolling a little bit. How about three wins in a row for the Sharks on this road trip, and they beat three, I would consider, above-average hockey teams. Dallas, Minnesota. And this was the best of the bunch uh, going to T-Mobile Arena and beating the Vegas Golden Knights by a score of 5-2. Uh, man, I mean, they are scoring goals right now. And thank goodness I got lucky as shit, let's be honest, in this game. I actually swept the board in this game, 3-0. and And I probably shouldn't have been able to do that, uh, quite honestly. I should have been maybe with the three bets, maybe 2-1 and one at best, probably 1-2 and two or 0-3. Oh it could have even been a possibility when you think about it. Because I had Vegas first period puck line, minus a half, plus 120, first period. I mentioned it on the show yesterday. And, you know, you look at the uh, game last night. Jack Eichel scores with, what, three seconds left in the first period. So we cash that by, uh, you know, the hair of my chinny-chin-chin right here. Uh, that's about it. Uh, and it was close. And that ended up being one nothing Vegas. So a bit, bit fortuitous to get that late goal. But we got it. You know, I had uh, San Jose team total over two, which is funny because I had Vegas first period puck line, but I did bet San Jose team total over two and a half plus 100. You know, I just couldn't believe the number, couldn't believe the price. And look, that's now three or more goals for San Jose in nine straight games following that victory last night. So watch these team totals for San Jose. They are something to monitor, especially when they're going to throw out a, a two and a half out there uh, with their team total. I mean, definitely it's a team that is find, finding some offensive uh, fluidity right now. Meyer's been great. Hurdle's been good. Uh, they're getting some hardworking uh, efforts from LeBanc and this Barabanov. I mean, he he's really is a hardworking forward for the San Jose Sharks. It's a guy that Toronto ended up trading away, and Barabanov was picked up by San Jose. He's been good. Uh, they've gotten some depth contributions. Eric Carlson's having a turn back the clock season now that he's healthy on the blue line. I mean, there's a lot of things that are right now offensively going well for San Jose. I still worry about that defense a little bit. You still worry about Reimer and Kocken in the goaltending 
uh, combination. It's also why I like the over in that game, and I was very fortunate with that uh, cashing over six. We had a four-goal third period, all of it being San Jose, shutting out Vegas 4 nothing in the third period, including, of course, the uh, empty net goal to make it 5-2. But uh, definitely San Jose has got a little mojo going and uh, some solid play from them right now. And sometimes, look, even though you think a team is going to be pretty bad, and I'm sure when the season is all said and done, we're going to see San Jose end up languishing down near the bottom of the standings, as we expect. But even bad teams are going to go through these little peaks. You know, even they might not last long, but you are going to see them uh, happen during the course of the season. And right now, San Jose is playing some better hockey right now. And they will return home from this very solid road trip tomorrow night to uh, face the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So 5-2. Uh, San Jose with the win there, and yes, a uh, very fortuitous. If you had, uh, if you had San Jose minus one and a half, I mean, my goodness, I mean, the huge price that would have been when they were already, you know, about plus two sixty or so on the money line. So uh, incredible if you had the uh, the the guts to take a alternative puck line last night with the uh, San Jose Sharks in that game, and Columbus uh, or Philadelphia, I should say, does me wrong. Uh, the best bet that I liked on the show yesterday, the Flyers, uh, they lose 5-4 in overtime to Columbus. Just, I was not at all thrilled. I, I knew they were in trouble when I saw that first period. It was a bad first period. Uh, it was just, they were outworked, outplayed. Uh, Columbus took it to them. And credit to Philadelphia for battling back, because Columbus's defense will always let you back into a hockey game. Not to mention Elvis Merzlikens, who was actually not bad last night, but still. I mean, this is a team that with their woeful defense, their suspect goaltending Columbus, you're never going to be out of a game. Uh, but uh, at the end, it was a turnover in overtime, much like the ter- Bertuzzi turnover for Detroit. It was a bad turnover. I think it was Kevin Hayes in overtime for Philly, and it sent Columbus on an odd man rush, three on one the other way. Bam, game over. Columbus won 5-4. I was not happy with that start. And there was another person last night, uh, who was not very happy uh, with the start that the uh, Philadelphia Flyers had uh, in that hockey game last night. It just happened to be one John Tortorella, who, if you watched that game, ended up giving you one hell of a hilarious uh, dirt mid-game uh, interview. The, the ESPN, TNT, the national broadcasts, they absolutely love uh, doing these you know, in-game interviews right now uh, with these uh, coaches. You know, they want to get a word or two with the uh, coaches uh, and uh, get a little a sense of what they are uh, feeling uh, regarding their team uh, during the game. And uh, John Tortorella had another legendary, classic John Tortorella moment. This guy has been a guy that shoots from the hip from the very beginning of his coaching career. And uh, he did it once again uh, last night. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see this. And those of you listening on the podcast, you'll be able to hear it. John Tortorella talking with Brian Boucher during the game uh, on that ESPN Plus uh, interview uh, last night. Torch, you guys give up the first goal. Just just thoughts on your team's start here so far in the first 15-plus minutes. We suck. We haven't forechecked. We haven't done anything as of right now. What do you want to see differently? Forecheck. Thank you. Okay. And I concur. I concur, Coach. I absolutely concur with that, 100%. Uh, you did suck in that first period. And, and, and I concur with that as someone that lost money on that bull, uh, that horseshit first period performance uh, from the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, last night. That was uh, absolutely hilarious. That's John Tortorella right there, man. He's not going to hide anything. If his team's not good and you're going to say, hey, man, uh, first period here, team's got been garbage, not 
playing well and you're going to put a fucking headset uh, next to him and he's got to answer it and he's got to do an interview. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be pissed and he's probably not going to sugarcoat it or hide it. And, and that's exactly what we saw in that uh, interview with uh, Tortorella uh, last night. But uh, yeah, uh, you wouldn't expect anything less from him uh, in that uh, situation. But uh, disappointing for Philadelphia. Actually, now I've lost uh, two weeks in a row uh, to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, they lose 5-4 in overtime. Let's get to Wednesday's card. Um, Alex is going to need another day. It looks like, because, uh, again, uh, still battling the elements, but, uh, short card today. Uh, hopefully Alex back with us uh, tomorrow on the uh, Thursday show. So let's keep it rolling. We've got Buffalo, uh, and Ottawa here. First of three games tonight, Ottawa minus 170 home favorites, six and a half, the total in this game. Look, these are two struggling hockey teams. There's no question about that. Uh, both teams look Buffalo had a, the only difference is Buffalo has a little bit more leeway, a little bit more wiggle room to uh, deal with a you know a slump because they got off to such a strong start uh, this season. Ottawa doesn't really. I mean, because when you look at the standings right now, um, Buffalo is you know down to 14 points. Ottawa's only at 11 points. So, you know, it's obviously both teams are slumping right now. They're both on losing streaks going into this game. Someone uh, is going to get off the schneid and get back in the win column tonight uh, in this game. Buffalo's lost six in a row. The Senators are a dreadful one and eight. Uh, in their last nine games, they have not played well either. But look, this is one of those games where, for me, if I'm betting a side and I don't love either side in this game, but two slumping teams, you have to take a price at plus 150. You know, it, it's got that flip a coin feel to it. And you can't lay minus 170 with Ottawa right now. And I can't, at least that much I know, can't do it. I mean, this team is one and eight in their last nine games. You know, is the idea of back in a Buffalo team that's lost six in a row and is now playing on the second night of back-to-back games, you know, after losing at home to Vancouver last night, is that overly appealing? Um, no, but it's the better option, in my opinion. Certainly, it's the value option. There's no value in a minus-170 Ottawa team that can't keep pucks out of their own net. The offense has been hit or miss. Thomas Shabbat is out, and that's not it's not even close how he is their best defenseman by far, by leaps and fucking bounds. By you know, it's like I said, it's not debatable. It's not even remotely close that Thomas Shabbat is the best defenseman on this Ottawa Senators team. And there is no question about it. They are he will be missed dearly. And because after that, you've got a lot of question marks and you've got a lot of inexperience and you got guys that are going to have to play more minutes that aren't used to it. I think Jake Sanderson's going to be a good defenseman, but he's got to play 25 minutes now. Is he ready? Is Jacob Bernard Docker ready for that? Travis Hamannick's just been one injury after another. They got to get more minutes and ice time now to him. Eric Brandstrom, Eric Brandstrom Nick Holden, Jacob Larson. Uh, they already have Artem Zub, one of their other defensemen on IR as well. So, you know, all kinds of... Uh, issues right now for the um for the Ottawa Senators uh with their defense and, and that's a concern as well especially when you're laying a buck 70 uh, in this game as far as buffalo goes um uh, just every little mistake ended up in the back of their net especially in that first period otherwise they probably could have won that game last night uh the power play kind of let them down special teams were a huge difference maker actually in each of the last two losses for buffalo 0 for 6 on the power play and they gave up three power play goals to both Boston and Vancouver in the last two games. So special teams has been an issue for the Sabres. See if they can rectify that uh, here in this game tonight. Goaltending confirmations have not been made on the Buffalo side, but you got to assume it's Eric Comrie after Craig Anderson got the start last night. Anton Forsberg uh, will get the uh, nod for the uh, 
Ottawa Senators here uh, in this game tonight, uh, which I think you, when you see it with DJ Smith, he's going to, even though Cam Talbot's healthy, he probably is going to keep trying to give Anton Forsberg opportunities. Uh, Comrie's kind of slowed down after a great start. And Forsberg is only three and seven with a 3.6 goals against average and 899 save percentage. Uh, so these two goalies are both scuffling right now. I definitely like this game over the total as well. I mean, it's hard not to. You know, I've been cashing with Buffalo over the total quite a bit lately, including last night uh, against uh, Vancouver. Uh, they have trended over the total at a seven and two clip in their last nine games. Ottawa, now, they've actually gone under in two straight, but. Look at the last two opponents. Philadelphia is not an offensive juggernaut. They don't push pace. They want to play a little tighter to the vest. Same with the New York Islanders. So I think that played a part in those two games staying uh, under the total. So I like goals tonight over six and a half. I'm going to sprinkle a small shot. Nothing big, nothing significant, but a small shot on Buffalo here uh, at plus 150 uh, in this game. Even with the rest disadvantage, because obviously Ottawa did not play yesterday. They played a Monday game against the Islanders. They're rested. Buffalo's not, but it's not tough travel. Uh, you got to, and, and it's plus 150 here uh, with the team that, you know, I think this game could go either way and you can get plus 150 with one side. So to me, that's, that's the decision here is just take the value and, and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, as far as goal score props go here uh, in this game, uh, Buffalo right now with Skinner, Thompson and Tuck on the top line. Uh, J.J. Paterka back to the second line with Hinnestroza and Cousins. I think anybody on that Buffalo second line is worth value uh, in this game for a prop. Casey Middlestad as well. Casey Middlestad scored last night for the uh, Sabres. He's now collected a goal in uh, three goals in the last five games uh, for the Sabres. Uh, he's starting to produce a little bit more offensively, so there's some options for Buffalo. Of course, it starts and ends with Shane Pinto on the Ottawa side, who is going to be the second-line center tonight playing with Batherson and Debrinket. You know, that's a pretty solid second line for this team uh, right now. And, of course, Shane Pinto has been a guy that's given uh, the Senators quite a bit this year, uh, eight goals, one assist. Uh, he hasn't scored in back-to-back -back games since a two-goal effort against New Jersey last week, but probably a good opportunity for uh, Shane Pinto to find the uh, back of the net here for the Ottawa Senators in this game. And uh, again, two teams that their strength definitely is offense. Neither one has been consistent enough at the defensive end of the ice. So uh, there's a few props I like. Buffalo plus 150 over six and a half as well for me in this game. All right, St. Louis and Chicago. Uh, the Blues minus 170 road favorites, six the total. Uh, in this game, Blues, of course, they went through the abyss. They went through their dark times and their bat massive struggles uh, just recently. And now they've come out the other side of it and, and are definitely playing uh, better hockey the last three games. They snapped their uh, losing streak, which reached seven games uh, against us. Uh, they snapped it by beating San Jose 5-3. They then go to Vegas, beat the Golden Knights 3-2 as a big dog. I was on them there. Uh, best bet winner for me with St. Louis once again is a big underdog on Monday night, defeating the uh, Colorado Avalanche 3-2 uh, and surviving a frantic push from the Avalanche in the final minute uh, in order to win that game. But now's the time to say, you know what, we've had, we've had some fun back in the Blues here as big road dogs uh, in the last two games against great competition. Now you're going into Chicago and now you're laying a buck seventy. Uh I'm not interested in St. Louis at this price. That being said, I'm, I'm not really rushing to bet Chicago uh, either. We just saw them get shut out by a Carolina 3-0 uh, in their last game. Uh, don't look now, but suddenly six straight unders uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks entering tonight 
Uh, they have been an under machine. Their offense has been kind of, well, not kind of, it has been dormant. One goal against the Islanders, uh, two against LA, shut out by the Winnipeg Jets, one goal against LA in the rematch. Uh, three goals was their high watermark during this uh, six-game stretch against Anaheim. We were a terrible defensive team and still could only get three goals against them, and then they get blanked uh, by Kakalaki the other night. So, yeah, it's definitely been a team struggling to score goals lately, the Blackhawks uh, defensively. I actually haven't been that bad. Uh, Arvid Soderblom, I mean, we've talked about him, Alex and I, on the show for weeks now, and we're thinking that this guy is, you know, not capable of being a long-term answer for the goaltending for Chicago. Uh, but again, in the Anaheim game, he was really good. Three, 39 saves uh, on 41 shots, 3-2 win, uh, very solid in that effort. Remember, the Carolina game, he was not in net. It was Peter Morozik uh, who got the start for the Chicago Blackhawks, although he didn't play that bad either. Uh, it was just he didn't get any uh, offense from his team that night. But no, he's been really good. I mean, so uh, the last few games, 2-2, two and two, but a 2.6 goals against average, 931 save percentage for Arvid. Soderblom going into this game tonight for the uh, Blackhawks. So he's definitely outperformed expectations, pretty much anybody's expectations, uh, quite honestly. So, you know, it's been nice to see. The question's going to be, is this a long-term thing? I'll tell you what, in the, in the goal saved above average department, I, I, I was shocked to see this. He's ninth in the NHL right now. There's like, how many goalies qualified? 73. So there's 73 NHL goaltenders that have made at least one start this season uh, in the NHL. And out of 73 goaltenders, Arvid Soderblom of the Blackhawks is ninth in goals saved above average. So that actually does tell me that, you know, he's actually playing really well, you know, and that it's not necessarily a fluke that he is um, putting up these numbers right now. He's making good, uh, the 4.26 goals saved above average tells me when he faces a high danger chance or a rush or transition scoring opportunity, or something that's a, a, a great a quality chance, whether it's in front of the net, in the slot area, no 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 no, no defensive attention uh, put to that scoring opportunity uh, by his teammates. He is making saves in those situations, which tells you that he's playing well right now for uh, Chicago uh, at the moment. Will that continue? That remains to be seen. Jordan Bennington, by the way, in net for the uh, Blues. Keep in mind, we do have some concerns with the blue line for uh, St. Louis. I mean, uh, Scandella and per Perunovic have been out for a long time. Uh, Portuzo's on IR. Colton Pareko uh, is a game-time decision for the uh, Blues tonight. Uh, Tyler Tucker, the rookie, might be the guy to take his spot if he does not play, but uh, Pareko banged up in the game against Colorado. Uh, one of many Warriors that were just terrific down the stretch trying to preserve that victory uh, over the Avalanche, but he's a game-time decision as of right now. Uh, for this game, we'll see if he's able to suit up. That could be significant uh, because Pareko is one of those players that is a big minutes uh, performer on the blue line for St. Louis, plays in all situations, plays on the top pair, and, and you have to replace him. That could be a little bit difficult, especially because Tyler Tucker is the guy in line uh, to uh, take his spot, just recalled from Springfield of the American Hockey League last week. So uh, very interesting to see. What's interesting, too, about Tucker is that he's got seven – points in 11 games with Springfield in the AHL. So if he does go into the lineup, it looks like he's more of an offensive-minded uh, defenseman, might be able to you know move the puck fairly well uh, and help them out in terms of getting the uh, the rush going up the ice uh, for this St. Louis Blues team. So 
after all of that diatribe, it's probably going to be a pass for me sidewise and totals-wise. I'd actually lean under. It's hard to bet over with Chicago right now. It's Like I said, Soderblom's feeling it. You understand why this total is six shaded to the under, not the over. Uh, I could uh, see why this would people would think this might be a lower scoring game between these two teams. As far as props go uh, in this game, uh, if I were to look at uh, St. Louis props, Robert Thomas stands out. Uh, Brandon Saad has actually been pretty decent lately for the uh, Blues. He's scored goals now in three straight games. Robert Thomas uh, had a two-point night against Colorado. He continuously every night gets chances, gets shots on goal. So that finally might be a sign that that offense is going to start to unravel. And, and flow for uh, Robert Thomas. Like I said, Saad is feeling it right now for the Blues with goals in uh, three straight games. Uh, so those would probably be some of the options I would uh, look at the most here as far as uh, player props go on the uh, St. Louis side. Um, and, you know, close shave Barbashev, Ivan Barbashev, he continues to shoot the puck, get op- opportunities as well uh, most nights. So there's another uh, potential option you could see for Chicago. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you don't want to go uh, crazy peppering the board with their props right now because you've got a lot of guys that are in a little bit of a drought right now offensively. The whole team is struggling to score goals, but you know Domi hasn't scored in eight straight games. Uh, you look at even uh, Patrick Kane uh, as of late. You know he hasn't scored uh, in eight straight games as well uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Taylor Radish gave you a game a, a goal a couple games ago. He might be an option. Taves has gone goalless in four games. Uh, the Greek Stallion, Athanasiu. No goals in six games. Kurashev, uh, no goals in nine games straight for him. I mean, all of these top six forwards right now are just having a tough time finding the back of the net. So it's not like I'm in a hurry right now to uh, take a ton of Chicago goal scorer props in this game uh, here tonight. All right, next up, we've got the final game of this uh, Wednesday night card. LA Kings, Edmonton Oilers playoff rematch from last year. Of course, these teams met uh, in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs a season ago. Uh, Edmonton minus 145 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, should be a, a great one. Uh, it was a pretty entertaining series when they played in the postseason last year. Uh, we'll see how uh, this one goes. But you've got uh, L.A. off a of six to five a loss to the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. Certainly it's a team that's going to have to tighten things up a little bit here uh, at the uh, defensive end of the ice. I'm sure they were not thrilled uh, with the uh, way they played uh, in this uh in that Calgary game. We'll see if they're able to uh, uh, pick it up and do a little bit better here uh, tonight at the defensive end after just a shoddy effort uh, defensively uh, in that game. If you saw, Calgary was just given way too much time and space, way too much open ice, and they made the LA Kings uh, pay for it. Uh, No question about that. So definitely going to have to tighten things up a little bit here, the LA Kings tonight uh, in this game against the Oilers. Uh, LA has won three of their last four. That loss to Calgary snapped a three-game losing streak. Uh, All three wins were at home against Detroit, Chicago, and Minnesota. Uh, So we'll see if L.A. can uh, bounce back here in this one against Edmonton. First meeting of the regular season with these two teams and the first meeting, of course, since last May when Edmonton knocked out uh, the L.A. Kings uh, in that seven-game series in the first round uh, last year. Um, I I definitely am tempted to take the Kings here. It's Kings are pass for me uh, in this game off the loss, you know, uh, Revenge spot, and it's not so much the revenge spot, it's the price you're getting here uh, at the plus 125. The one thing that um, that does concern me a little bit is going against Stuart Skinner for the Edmonton Oilers. He's been great, and he's confirmed to be the starting goaltender this uh, tonight in this game. Now, his win-loss record is only 3-3, three and three, 
but 2.52 goals against average, 932 save percentage for Skinner. Dalje, he's been great. And look, 40 saves on 42 shots on Saturday uh, in the 4-2 road win against Florida. He was great. He is the reason why they were able to win that hockey game uh, against Florida, considering that the Panthers were just peppering Skinner and the Edmonton net with tons of chances, tons of shots early in that game. And he was able to withstand them uh, throughout uh, that hockey game. Uh, Edmonton, you know what's been puzzling about them? Their home record. There's been a few teams. Talked about Minnesota's been a little bit mediocre this year at home. Edmonton's got a losing home record. They're four and five here at Rogers Place uh, in uh, Edmonton. Um, that's disappointing. You know, we, usually they have a nice crowd, uh, pretty boisterous, uh, loud environment. And to be four and five at home is disappointing uh, if you're the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Meanwhile, they're five and two on the road. So it's one of those situations where it seems like they get away from home uh, and they end up being more comfortable, a little bit more relaxed. They're maybe not trying to put on a show. That's what I find, too. Edmonton, consistently this year when I watch their games, outside of the Carolina game where it was just a disaster defensively and Campbell was horrible in that game, outside of that game, they seem to really try to tighten things up a lot more when they play on the road. and They try to go a little more run and gun. I know Jay Woodcroft has worked overtime since taking over as head coach midway through last season to get that shit out of their their game, this inconsistency defensively and this run-and-gun style. And that's definitely something that, uh, when you look at it, would concern you about Edmonton moving forward. One game, they they bring the great defensive effort, and the next game, not so much. Uh, that's going to be something to watch for here moving forward. Can they really start to bring that same, you know, better attention to detail in their own defensive zone in their home games as they seem to do on the road? So that's the big question here. I do like L.A. a little bit, plus 125. I do think Edmonton's probably got a goalie that's in better form right now. Skinner's been good. Cal Peterson's not. Cal Peterson, he actually has a winning record, 4-2, and two, but it's not been because he's been putting up great numbers and been playing terrific in between the pipes. Uh, 4.06 goals against average, 867 save percentage for Cal Peterson uh, going into this game. Although he did get a victory in his last start, which was against Detroit, 4-3 to three, uh, over the weekend. Uh, played a little bit better in that game. Uh 5-2, uh, they ended up uh, losing to Dallas with him in net. Uh, Toronto, uh, he gave up uh, two goals, uh, but they did win that game 4-2 uh, over the Leafs when the Leafs run that disastrous uh, California uh, road trip. Um, he's been up and down is what he's been uh, so far this season. Keep in mind, there's a couple of games that have really skewed his goals against because he's given up three goals or less in uh, four starts. And in two starts, he gave up five, and and in, he gave up a start against Dallas where he gave up five, and he gave up the six goals against Minnesota, which was that crazy shootout. It's kind of skewed his numbers a little bit. So, yeah, 4.06 goals against looks bad, but I think that Minnesota 7-6 game uh, early in the season uh, really skewed those numbers quite a bit for uh, Cam Cal Peterson, I should say, for the uh, L.A. Kings. So, you know, I'm going to take L.A. here. I'm fine with it. It's plus 125. It's also Edmonton off a road trip. Now, they've had a few days off, three days off after that game against Florida. So this is really the schedule makers, unlike some other teams that have gotten just one day in between ending a road trip and returning home for a first game. They've given the Oilers three full days off from the end of that road trip in Florida and this game tonight. So it's not exactly a horrible situation or scheduling spot for the Oilers, but I am going to rock with the uh, uh, LA Kings here at plus 125 in this game. And because look, I mean, we've also seen with the uh, Oilers too, inconsistency. 
you know, they beat Tampa, they lose the next game. So they've got to be able to show, hey, we've had a found our way to win against uh, Florida. We've got to bring it again tonight here consistently, both ends of the ice. So I like L.A. here. I lean to the over, but I don't love it because uh, I think L.A. is going to try to tighten it up. And look, with Skinner and Net, it's not like uh, this team is uh, as much of an over team with Skinner and Net compared to Campbell, who's just been – uh, letting in goals left and right. So that's just a lukewarm lean toward over in this game. I like LA plus 125. And as far as the props go in this game, it's mostly going to be rhyming off the same players I've mentioned uh, repeatedly uh, for the LA Kings. Although, again, I talk about Gabe Velarde, but Gabe Velarde, the value ship has sailed, folks. I mean, it's gone uh, on Gabe Velarde. I mean, this is a guy that's now routinely being priced in the plus 160 to plus 180 range uh, to score a goal, which is a big departure uh, from the way uh, he was playing earlier in the season for or the, the, uh, the way his goal score prop price, I should say, was priced early in the season. So you're just not getting those great value prices anymore for him. I think for me, I would look more toward uh, Arthur Kaliev, who's been chipping in lately for the uh, Kings. Uh, he scored two goals against Calgary. He had two assists against Detroit, four points in the last two games, five shots on goal. Doesn't get as much ice time, but he's made the most of it. Now, Arthur Kaliev, how about you witness the power of Grundstrom? Uh, he has been noticeable. He scored against Detroit. That's someone down the board you could look at here as far as goal scorer props go for the uh, Kings. Um, so those are a couple options uh, if you're looking for a little extra value. Fiala has started to rip it up. Lately for the uh, Kings, he's certainly had a, a, tons of games where he's had shots. He's had chances. The puck wasn't going in for a bit, but three straight games with a goal uh, for uh, Kevin Fiala uh, entering this game. As far as Edmonton goes, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been consistently solid. And it's shocking to say because we know he's been underwhelming at times, but he's been solid on that top line, scored against Florida, playing with Connor McDavid and Yessa Pooley-Arvey uh, on that top line. So we'll see if he can keep that rolling. It's funny, Pooley-Arvey. Um, he's now gone, uh, it looks like, nine straight games without a goal, and that's in spite of playing on the, uh, the top line with McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So hard to believe he hasn't just accidentally scored a goal during that time. Warren Fogle is the guy I think you want to maybe circle for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Warren Fogle is someone that we know is capable of scoring, all right, at least in a little bit, which he did against Carolina, and he really upped his game in the playoffs with uh, Carolina and Warren Fogle was a guy that was getting chances. He had games early in October where he had seven shots on goal. He had five shots on goal, four shots on goal, three, he had four uh, the other night against Washington. And like, he's been firing the puck from everywhere saying, I got to get my offense going. I can do better than this. And he suddenly has. And now all of a sudden, you know, when you look at Warren Fogle, you know, suddenly with the shots on goal, he's got two shots, three shots the last few games, and now starting to chip in offensively. You know, ice cold to begin the season, but now after going, what was it, uh, double-digit number of games without a goal, uh, Warren Fogle has now scored twice in the last three games. He got a goal against Tampa Bay, scored against Florida uh, on Saturday. Uh, so Warren Fogle now might be showing signs of coming out of this little funk he was in, and he's been elevated to the second line, it looks like tonight with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. So up to the second line, two goals in the last three games. Signs that he's maybe starting to get his confidence back, the timing back, being able to finish a little bit better uh, around the, the net. Uh, I think it's a good time maybe to buy in on 
Warren Fogle as he's starting to show signs of getting things going a little bit offensively for the Edmonton Oilers. And with his prop, you can get it at a very good price here, plus 475. You know, at multiple books, BetMGM has plus 475. Uh, DraftKings has plus 475 right now uh, on Warren Fogle to score a goal tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Definitely something to consider. Good value considering up to the second line, getting some of that mojo back offensively. Two goals in the last three games. Uh, worth a look there, uh, in my opinion, for sure, uh, is uh, Fogle in this one. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Holloway, by the way, you can tell that it's just been a struggle for Dylan Holloway. Dropped down to the fourth line uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, keep an eye, too, on Clem Costin. He's joined the lineup for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Played in the win against Florida. Had two shots on goal. Uh, and he had two goals, four points in nine AHL games. Uh, Clem Costin for the uh, Oilers before getting uh, uh, brought up to the big club. Uh, someone to keep in mind here because, again, uh, he's someone that is going to play on the third line uh, and might even get uh, power play minutes. Am I seeing? No, he won't get power play minutes. But still, third line was noticeable from what I saw because I watched a lot of that Florida-Edmonton game on Saturday. And you can get as high as plus 650 at Caesars for him to score. So if you really want to roll the dice there, Clem Costin for Edmonton. But I think my favorite prop for them tonight is Warren Fogle, like I said, at four plus 475 second line and a guy that scored now two goals in the last three games all right that's your wednesday card thanks to everyone for watching the ice guys every single day seven days a week we're the only nhl betting show anywhere that's on seven days a week and we appreciate you all tuning in hit the like button if you're watching on youtube and a reminder sign up patreon.com slash ice guys ten dollars a month great bonus content totals charts goalie charts power ratings daily nhl ice guys betting card we had some issues uploading the card yesterday it didn't appear but it's because we had some issues with patreon uploading wasn't working so hopefully that's been rectified today but yeah daily betting card from the show gets posted there each day uh, check it out patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month all right best bet to wrap up this edition of the ice guys uh, for a wednesday not a whole lot i love on the card tonight so i'm just going to keep it simple i think it's probably the best way to go tonight uh, in this game and that's uh probably over six and a half buffalo and ottawa I like that one. Over six and a half, minus 130. I think we get over the total with the Sabres and the Senators, two teams that certainly are going to be desperate. There shouldn't be any holding things back tonight. Both teams need a victory. Uh, the first period over might be worth a look as well in this game. Both teams to score in the first period might actually be a good bet too in that Buffalo-Ottawa game uh, tonight. But we'll go with that. Sabres-Senators, over six and a half, minus 130. Uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys and a massive Thursday card coming up tomorrow on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm -hmm.